you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host. Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com, thechrisvossshow.com. Hey, welcome to the big show, folks. We certainly appreciate you guys tuning in. Thanks for being here. As always, we certainly appreciate you doing everything you can to support the show. Refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives. Remember, the Chris Voss Show is the family that loves you but doesn't judge you, at least not as harshly as your mother-in-law. Anyway, guys, go <laughs> to goodreasons.com forward says chris voss go to youtube.com forward says chris voss go to all our groups on facebook linkedin twitter instagram all those crazy places the kids are playing nowadays uh today we have an amazing multi-book author on the show uh he's here to talk about his newest book coming out february 7th 2023 james ponty is on the show with us today uh, and his book we'll be talking about today is city of the dead number four of city spies and uh, we'll be talking about all that release and what will be going into it and why should order it up today uh he is an amazing gentleman who's uh done several things with his books and uh everything else uh he as a new york times best-selling author of three middle grade book series city spies about an unlikely squad of five kids from around the world who form an elite mi6 spy team the Edgar Award-winning Framed series about a pair of tweens who solve mysteries in Washington, D.C., and the Dead City trilogy about a secret society that polices the undead living beneath Manhattan. I think that's true, actually. I don't know. It's, it's true. That's the only nonfiction title in there. That's the Oh, there. there you go. There you go. Uh, Dead City. I thought I don't have any jokes for that. I'm just going to leave that said. <laughs> His books have appeared in more than 15 different state award lists, and he's the founder of a writer's group known as the Renegades of Middle Grade. He's also an Emmy-nominated uh, television writer and producer. He's worked for many networks, including Nickelodeon, Disney Channel, PBS, History, and Spike TV, as well as NBC Sports. He lives with his family in Orlando, Florida, and he joins us here today. Welcome to the show, James. How are you? I'm, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for coming. We really appreciate it. Give us your dot coms or wherever you want people to look you up on this interweb, which is in the sky. Sure. Um, you visit the website at jamesponty.com, um, and you can follow me on Twitter at, at jamesponty or Instagram at, at jamespontybooks. There you go. James, how many books do you have out? Um, this book coming out in, on um, the 7th of February is the 10th book. There you go. It's it's weird. I, I I wrote books when I was in the TV world as writing for Nickelodeon and Disney Channel. I would sometimes write like companion books, and there were there were books that came out, but I didn't think of them really as books because I was using characters from other shows or adapting. So ten of what I consider the the sweet spot of books. Yeah. There you go. So what motivated you want to write this? So this is fourth in the series of your books, right? Yes, it's um, you know I, I really I was I was a poor reader growing up, and mm-hmm. so I have always tried to write books that I think would have interested the young version of me, mm-hmm. which um, it you know the thing that really connected with me was stuff like Indiana Jones, and so I have tended to write storylines with mysteries because I love mysteries and with 
action adventure and comedy and you know and like an indie little little family in there as well and it, it it's just been it it is it's a genre i really particularly like and it, it's funny because the adventure genre exists in middle grade and young adult an adult they just call it thriller you know and and, and the, the sense of adventure really kind of <laughs> kind of i think fits me that's why i write for kids and, and not adults there you go so what's the targeted age group for your books I think the target is probably nine to thirteen, eight okay. to thirteen. But you know, I, I say half the emails I get is, "I know I'm not who you're writing for. I'm a 74 year old grandmother who read this, you know." <laughs> and I love that. I love that email, and I wish they knew. You know, you're not alone. Don't be ashamed. The the, the books have, you know, the, the spy mysteries that I write, and then the mysteries that I wrote in the last one. They are um, they're pretty intricate plots, you know. So, mm-hmm. uh, it, but but so too young. The plots may be too complicated, but um, yeah, they, they they like to move. Well, it's good to know that people in that age group of you know nine to thirteen are uh, re- reading books and stuff. Uh, you know, I I thought they'd given up on books, but that's awesome. You know, uh, it, it's so funny you say that because that's what everyone thinks, and you know, and yeah. when I worked in television, certainly that's what everyone there thought. The, I, I get you know, it, it, it's a real honor. I get to go around, and I'm about to go on a ten city book tour. And I meet these kids, and not only do they read them, they reread them. I mean, they know more. You know, they 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 yeah. ask about stuff that I don't know because they're like, "Oh, I've read it I, the sixth time I read it." I'm like, "The sixth time? Why? Why are you reading it that much?" And what I really love about writing this age group is, as an adult, I really enjoy books, and some mm-hmm. I love. Like Michael Conley is my favorite author, and when his book comes, I try to read it that week. Mm-hmm. These kids love books whether it's yours or someone else's and they, they mean so much to them that it just really feels like a special place to be that i get to be part of that you know and and i i love it it's an honor that is awesome i mean it's it's you know it's it's storytelling and stories and and learning for stuff is is how we master life it's you know stories are kind of the instruction book for the world so uh let's talk about what happens to the city of uh, the city spies this time i guess in book 4 so so the the basic idea of the of the series is that there is a british secret agent for MI6 whose wife was a secret agent Hmm. And she turned, went rogue. We don't know exactly what, but she left and took their children with her and just kind of vanished into the ether. So he has been searching for his kids to reunite his family. Mm-hmm. Along the way, he finds other kids who have been falling through the cracks and he can't turn his back on them and he winds up adopting them. So oh, he wow. has these five kids. From, so he's looking to build his family, rebuild his family. Along the way, he builds an entirely new found family. And because these kids have been on the street or in foster care or whatever, they're really resilient. They've got a lot of skills. They're actually natural spies in the sense that there are certain places where adults can't go that they can go. And so I I get that the plot seems far-fetched, but, you know, that's what I embraced. And the kids that read it like it. So in this one, what happens is it starts – um, and, and, and as, as you would expect in each book, kind of the missions they go on are a little more escalated as they prove what they can do and as they develop skills. Um, and it starts with them actually breaking into the British Museum. So oh. the fun part of that is I get to think, how do you break into the British Museum? There's a lot of crime planning involved in writing these books. I'm lucky I have a, I have a SWAT team member. Are you hiding this behind your books? Are you planning no, something we should no, do? No, no. There's a, there, there's, a, there's a SWAT team member who lives on my block, and all this stuff I'm scared to Google 
I just go and I knock on his door and I'm like, yo, Mike, um, you know how to build a bomb? And he goes, yeah, of course I do. You know how to break into, you know, so he always, so, it, it, and, and what ends up happening is it, it's tied in the British Museum. There, there's a cyber assault. So it's a very mm. modern crime because there's a cyber assault on all these institutions in London with its kind of ransomware. And it's like, we're not going to give you back your information unless you pay us whatever amount of money. Mm-hmm. But it's somehow connected to ancient Egypt. And so what's fun for me as a writer, and I hope for the kids that read it and those adults that read it, is that it's very modern in one point because it's about hacking and cyber and, and things that they need to be aware of. But the mysteries revolve, take them down first to Cairo and Giza and then down to the Valley of the Kings. And to solve it all, they have to go there. And it, and we find out it's part of a high-tech search for, I don't want to spoil anything, for, you know, there's still tombs that have not been found down in the Valley of the Kings. And yeah. that's how it all kind of connects. So it is a it is a journey into the past and the future where we and this and this is the first time I've pitched it. Obviously, I'm not good at pitching it. I haven't gone on tour with it yet. But um, it, 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 it they go into Egypt. And, and so we get to have that Indiana Jones moment of they're in tombs, they're in doing this. But we also get to have kind of the the Mission Impossible stuff of how's the cyber attack going. So we get a little bit of best of both worlds. You know, the Indiana Jones series, I mean, it really tapped in. I remember watching when I was young, uh, I think a teenager, I'd have to go back and uh, think, but I think I was in, in my teens uh, when I saw it. And, you know, I mean, you at that age, you have this great imagination of the world and, and what you imagine is in it or what you think maybe is in it or the adventure of it. You know, I, I grew up in the world where you uh, were, you know, we built forts and we played in the woods and, you know, we were always adventure. You know, we had, we had those mothers who were like, you go do anything but exactly be in my house until yeah. dinner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? exactly. And, so, and so our whole world was, you know, building bows and arrows for, you know, whatever ventures we were going exploring on. Or, yeah. Exploring, yeah. And so it really taps into kind of the imagination that's uh, so vital and, and beautiful of young people at that age. You know, when we get old, we get a little bit more jaded. Uh, you, One thing you have is you have a great multicultural cast of characters. Tell us about uh, some of the, I think there's five people that uh, you have as the main characters. Right. So, so the, I knew I wanted these kids to be from all over the world because I thought that would be more fun and more exotic. And, you know, and, and, and also it would give us different perspectives. It mm-hmm. lets you naturally address perspective. And then I worried about, um, there, there's this, I went to see the Dead Poets Society with my, my mom was with me. Mm. And this, it seems like it doesn't connect, but it does connect back. And so we're at the Dead Poets Society. And in this movie, every kid is the same age with the same haircut. They're all white. They all um, wear the same school uniform. Mm-hmm. And halfway through the movie, my mom turned to me and she said, I can't tell them apart. I don't know which one's which. And I thought, okay, that's a problem from a writing standpoint. So then later on when I'm actually a writer, I'm like, I want to make sure my reader or my viewer when I am doing was doing TV doesn't get confused. And so the one of the things I came up with for this, like, God, I know I wanted five kids. That number just felt right to me. Mm-hmm. How do we keep track of them so that when you're reading, you're not going back, wait, is that the one who likes this? Is that the one? And so the idea I came up with is, you know, when you leave, when they when they join the group, they have to kind of basically leave their past behind. And the only thing they bring along is the code name they call each other is everyone's hometown. Oh. So you're, and that way the reader knows, oh, Paris, he's the one from France. Oh, Rio, he's the one from Brazil. And so that was the, the start of kind of the 
the trick of the series is like, so I actually made a list of 150 cities around the world that didn't sound like ridiculous names. Like you can't <laughs> be, hey, Fort Lauderdale, come over here. Oh, sure thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, and then I want like city. basically one from each, <laughs> each, you know, but you can get away with Provo or Logan. Logan would, the, yeah, the, Logan, you can get away yeah. And um, and so in the in the cast that I have now, it's it is um, Paris, who is a boy who actually is a, was a, a Rwandan refugee in Paris. Mm-hmm. You're, the, you're the name of the town when you join, right? Mm-hmm. And um, he's kind of this really self-taught genius. Um, then there is Brooklyn, and Brooklyn is a girl from um, well, obviously Brooklyn from New York who um, is really good with computers. Sydney is a girl from Australia who's quite the athlete, and and she is my voice of overly righteousness in it. Um, Rio is a boy from Brazil who was a street musician, a magician. And so I really liked that because when I was doing the research at the start, I found out that at the start of the CIA, they hired Harry Houdini's best friend to come teach all the agents magic. Oh, wow. So, I mean, this may have been OSS day still. And they mm-hmm. even have a handbook. I have, um, I have it over here. Do you really? It is. Because they, they got, yeah, the official CIA manual of trickery and deception. Oh, wow. And it's because magic and sleight of hand comes in really handy for, and then, and then so Rio is my street magician. And then the last one is Cat. Um, Cat is from Katmandu. And she is my kind of neurodiverse, looks at numbers first. So she's excellent at code breaking. Yeah. And so it was, it was really having these five characters and trying to make, I figured the plots, you know, they take a, a leap of faith. If you're going to believe these kids are spies and they're going to these missions so that the kids had to be real, uh-huh. and, you know, they had to have real issues and have strengths and minuses. They had to mess up and they had to get emotional and they had to fight. And, and that becomes, part of the fun is writing as well. That's amazing, man. I mean, it's, it's great to have a, a broadcast of characters so that you can take and, you know, see them all, understand them all and, and people can identify with them. It's, uh, it's what we do too. In the books is each book is basically one of the kids moves into the lead. So now, you know, they, they each get their moments, but the, the funny thing I, that surprised me actually is I thought, like you, you go around and you, and you meet kids and say, so you got a couple hundred kids in the room. You're looking for some general questions you can ask. And it's like, okay, who's your favorite character? And I would, I thought like at least half of them would pick the American character because she's American because it's the first book. She's the main character. And it's like equal. They all have wow. their favorites. And so that's why it's, it makes it sometimes a little hard. It's like, I have to make sure that every character has their moments, their chapters that are really about their development and where they get to shine. So that the kid who loves that character the most doesn't feel like I read this whole book and there's nothing about the one who connects with me. There you go. Well, it gives a nice complex blend to everything. You've got uh, they've got different range of ethnicities, personal backgrounds, and unique skill sets. So they're kind of like a, a Marvel team or something like that, like a thing. Yes, yeah, you could you could say that without the the really super skills and the well, super skills. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh so anything uh more we want to tease out on the book any any things that uh, you stick out we can tease about there, there's big surprises in the book but what, what one in, in which if anyone has read them you know i don't want to spoil that but this is the book where suddenly now that we're four in 
stuff that we've been laying the groundwork with for the first three books, like mm-hmm. epical changes within the, the characters and the plots begin to happen. So that's been really fun to write. They have, um, there are these three sisters who live two blocks down the street from me and they got the first copies. They, they you know, they, they came over like two weeks before the book came out. I gave them a copy and, and yesterday I'm sitting here and this, um, one of them, the 10 year old comes literally stomping up to my house with this like face. And I'm like, what's the matter? And she goes, how could you leave me with so many questions? And it was like, you know, it's like there, there were bigger changes than she expected. I thought, oh, okay, well, if that's how people are going to respond to this one, that's a good sign. There you go. What's really fun in these books, though, is I do a ton of research. And I'm amazed at, at some of the act, you know, it, they, they've gotten to the point where they're popular enough that if I call someone or write to them, they'll usually call right back and say, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm all on board. So like for this one, it was during COVID. I couldn't, not that I have the money to go to Egypt and just saunter around, but I couldn't go to Egypt during COVID. So I tracked down, I watched National Geographic and I thought, who's the big archaeologist? And I wrote her and within an hour, she's on the phone saying, yeah, let's get together and talk. And I, and I was able oh. to ask her like, you know, what's it really smell like inside the pyramid? What's the two, what, what do you, you know, one of the things I always love to ask when I get to talk to an expert is what do you hate in movies that show your job? Like, what is it that, or movies or books that get wrong about your job? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I once got, and this seems ridiculous, but I got an email from a librarian who was um, a fan of the books, which is great. And her kids, students like them. And she said, oh, by the way, my husband was deputy director of the CIA for about 10 years. If you wanted me help with the CIA stuff. And so he got on the phone with me and, and, <laughs> and I basically said, OK, here's the mission. How would you really do it? And he said, okay, there's four things you got to do. And he plotted, like, it's like, this guy was the spy man. Twice he was acting director of the CIA, and here he is helping me plot, plot the thing. <laughs> I'm going to go on this book tour. I'm going to um, D.C., and I think we're going to have dinner, and I'll get to ask him more questions, you know. So so in all of them, we're looking for things. You know, I, I, I hope they're entertaining as all get out, but I also know that kids especially – they always have a screen nearby. And if you talk about a place, they'll look it up. And then if they find out, oh, that's real or, oh, you can do that thing, they get more engaged and hopefully it expands their interest beyond just what's in the book. There you go. There you go. Uh, so, I mean, it's, a, it's something that's appealing to all ages, it sounds like. You know, people can identify so, different characters. Well, you know, and a lot of – a lot of and, and what was interesting is the first book in this series, City Spies, came out on Tuesday – and COVID shut down the world that Friday. So it was, I was on a tour that then got canceled and got to come home. But during COVID where I, my writer friends and we we're part of a, a Zoom group and a chat group, we thought, well, who knows what's going to happen now? Sales actually all went up because so many people were stuck at home. And they were reading. Yeah. What we were finding is so many people were reading as families because oh. they were all home. And 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 for, for once, mom and dad aren't both at work and they're, they're talking. And that's what you hope when you write it, the same way as, you know, if you go watch a, a Pixar movie, if you're the adult taking your kids, a lot of times you feel like, oh, that's that's in there for me. That joke is over their head. And so I try to put some of that in because, yeah, hopefully it appeals to not just 9 to 13. There you go. Do you ever see this making it a TV? I mean, you used to write for TV. Um, I, you know, I, I never believe any of those things are going to work out until they actually happen. but. We, we, we've dealt with that. My agent 
it's been dealing with that with the studio and we'll see if anything happens, but that would be cool. I'm, it would be great, but I'm more than happy if I'm just, if I get to just keep doing the books, that's that is for me. Great. Anything else is gravy. There you go. So the next book you're working on, is it going to be a uh, step five in the series? Yeah, I, or... I am finishing. I actually am turning in book five on Monday. Ah, so, ah. um, I am three days away from that, and I realize it's a timeless interview. So in, in three days, I'm turning that book in, and um, then actually I have a new series. It's a mystery series set in South Florida that I am going to write, and then I'm going to alternate back and forth between the two series. That's great. Oh, we have a lot of authors that come on the show, and they, you know they have these different book threads that they're doing, multi-book threads, and it makes it so they can hop around. It, it, it's, it, and, and the hope is that you get then – people to jump from one to the other reading wise, you know, oh, well, yeah. like that, you know, th- this will probably be a little bit younger. And this, this one is a, a more of a straight mysteries show and it's um, a book show. What's in me. And it is um, to a brother and a sister and their grandfather lives with them. And he's a retired investigative reporter for the Miami Herald. And it's basically them looking his cold cases from the seventies. So it's like there's a car named after Roberta Flack, which I don't know that most 12 year olds are going to get into. But that's, you know, it's fun for me to write something completely different. And that basically is more like my childhood, at least in setting and yeah, generational. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. Well, anything more we want to tease out on the book, James, before we go? Um, I, I think that is, that's a good, good sign of, of what it is. Um, I really appreciate you being, you know, you having me on. I, I know you, you talk to big, important writers and you talk to powerful people. So a uh, little kid's writer feels, you know, like I'm swimming in the deep end. Well, you've written okay. books. You've written a lot of books. No, but it is, it, it's, it's just an honor to get to do this after years. And I, and I love TV and I love sports television. Mm. And I love, like I did stuff like I did three years producing roller derby. I mean, I really had a wild kind of ride to get here and it just feels like a, a, a wonderful place for me to be. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. Uh, give us your dot coms one more time or wherever you sure. want people to it contact is, you on the internet. Jamesponty.com is for my site. Also, um, I'm part of a group of writers known as the renegades of middle grade. That's mm-hmm. renegades of and you can find me on social media on Twitter at James Ponty or Instagram at James Ponty Books. There you go. Uh, so check it out, folks. Order up wherever fine books are sold. Stay away from those alleyway bookstores. You might get tetanus, uh, need a tetanus shot. Uh, order up the book City of the Dead, number four of the City Spies series. Comes out February 7th, 2023 by James Ponty. Uh, thanks, Monitors, for tuning in. As always, for the show to your family, friends, and relatives, get them in on the big family that loves you but doesn't judge you, at least not as harshly as, you know, your mom does. Now go clean your room. She's wrote that into the show. Thanks for tuning in. Be to each other stay safe and we'll see you guys next time probably the go 